Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're talking about what's happening in the world in energy markets and why we're also going to experience a continuing energy crisis this year. We're also going to explain why central banks use the core inflation metric, which excludes food and energy. To any thinking individual, two of the most important things for life are energy and food. So why would you exclude these critical items? If you listen to Jerome Powell's comments, he's clear the Federal Reserve has no tools that can influence the price of food or fuel. These prices tend to be price inelastic with demand, and as prices rise, demand for food doesn't really change. Prices rise for energy, demand doesn't really change. And for that reason, the Fed doesn't include those metrics in their inflation calculations. On one level, it makes sense, but perhaps on another, it's just rather silly. It simply reinforces the notion the Federal Reserve is conducting an exercise that's largely academic and not linked to what's happening on Main Street. We're going to look today at what's happening in energy markets. First, let's explain the difference between OPEC and OPEC+. OPEC+, includes the addition of Russia plus another nine nations located in Eastern Europe and Africa to the old cartel. Under the rules of the cartel, the group of nations set production quotas for the group as a whole and individual countries. OPEC cut production in 2020 during the pandemic and then brought forward an agreement to increase production as global economies emerge from the pandemic. What we've witnessed in the past few months is that several countries that have been traditional customers of Russian oil, like India and China, have increased oil purchases from Russia at a modest discount to the market. In fact, they've been buying more Russian oil at a discount than they can consume themselves, and we've seen evidence of reselling of the excess oil in the open market for a profit. Given the manner in which these countries have adopted their oil trade contracts, it's fair to say Russia has largely evaded the global sanctions that have been placed upon it. But for those who don't follow the oil industry, and that includes most politicians, by the way, each oil refinery produces several thousand products from the crude oil that they're designed to consume. If your local neighborhood oil refinery is accustomed to taking a heavy oil from Saudi Arabia, they just can't switch production to accept light sweet crude from Texas. These oils are dramatically different. Some crude oils have a large percentage of naphtha and therefore produce a lot of gasoline. Others produce a high percentage of diesel and home heating oils. Some produce a lot of asphalt. You just can't substitute oil from one region and put it through your existing refinery without completely redesigning it. So Russian oil is finding a home, but through some extended black market routes, and the shortfall is appearing in Western Europe and countries that are opposed to the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Some OPEC members have a high sense of loyalty to Russia. If you look at recent motions at the UN Security Council, such as those involving Yemen, Russia has used its veto to support Saudi Arabia. Now, traditionally, Saudi Arabia has turned to the U.S. for support at the UN Security Council. But ever since the murder of journalist Jamal Khashoggi in the Saudi consulate in Istanbul, we've seen Saudi Arabia turn more to Russia and China for support. OPEC nations have the ability to increase production without requiring major capital expenditures. The current agreement calls for production increases of 400,000 barrels a day each month, and that agreement is scheduled to end in September. But the most recent OPEC Plus meeting, that agreement was advanced to end in August. So instead of increases of 400,000 barrels per day in July and August, the members have taken the quota from September and split it across July and August. So they're going to be increasing production in July and August to six, by 600,000 barrels per day. Now that increase is expected to be welcome by President Biden, who's scheduled to visit Saudi Arabia in the middle of July. Some of these quotas set by OPEC fall 
fall below the production capacity of some countries. Raising the quota simply creates the illusion of increased supply. Angola is an example. Its quota in February 22 was 1.42 million barrels per day, but Angola's current maximum capacity is 1.19 million barrels a day. There's a supply gap that will only worsen in the coming months if Angola's quota is increased to 1.53 million barrels a day, which was the country's previous production in October 2018, they simply will not be able to deliver that oil. If you look at the combination of Saudi Arabia, Nigeria, Angola, and several other countries, there's a cumulative production deficit of nearly 300 million barrels of oil since January of 2021. Strategic oil reserves are being tapped in many nations in order to reduce the economic impact to citizens that are absolutely reeling from higher energy prices. And then the U.S. oil industry is suffering from six years of reduced investment in production. The U.S. has no more capacity to ship liquefied natural gas. The new planned LNG export facilities are years away from completion. Even if the export terminals existed today, there aren't enough LNG carrier ships to transport the fuel, and Germany is still years away from completing their LNG import terminals. The result is some coal power generating plants that were mothballed in the past decade are being restarted this year simply to reduce the energy shortfall. The economic slowdown that is upon us may reduce demand for oil and gas in the coming quarters, but if natural gas is heating your home and it's a cold winter, then your demand is tied to the weather, not whether retail sales at Walmart are up or down. So you can expect continued high inflation well into next year as the energy shortfall becomes more acute and is going to continue to drive prices even higher through the balance of 2022. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.